0: Hear it! Yeah, but testing Hum... ha 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 ma. Bop, bop. Two plus two is four, minus one, that's three quick maths. Quick math, that's, good. that's a good tongue twister. Uh, how about this, the right shoe is on the left shoe, is on the left foot, is on the right foot. Right shoe is on the left shoe, is on the right foot, is on the left foot? What, was that right? That's right. Oh, fuck. Right, the plums are big and orange and gray.
1: The plums are big and orange and gray. <laughs> The plums are big and orange and gray. No, the plums are big and orange and gray. What, that's, tongue twisters don't make fucking, that's not a tongue twister. Just,
0: no, it's not. Vocal
1: warm ups just... just don't make fucking sense. I don't want your orange gray plum,
0: fuck.
1: <laughs> plums are purple. That's a bad plum. That's, don't eat that plum. That plum is gonna give you like radioactive powers or yeah. just stomach rot. <laughs> like, don't eat it.
0: Don't eat it. We're back what's good we're back surprise surprise it's another week
1: and there's more movie news oh who would have guessed it's,
0: yeah it's a never-ending well of movie
1: it's news news it's the sisyphean task of us trying to keep
0: up with whatever's happening in cinema yeah we gotta keep up with the joneses you know them you, they're the joneses you know they're, they're the joneses
1: they're you know they live right down the street yeah. they made cobbler that one time but it was like just okay but everyone was, pretended to like yeah. it
0: and They made potato salad with raisins. The Joneses. Yeah. No one pretended to like that. No, no. The cobbler was a pity taste. My name's (laughs) Ian. And I'm Ben. And we are Too Many Flicks. Heard. And we can't wait to jump in with this new episode. Ba-ba-bam. We got a lot of stuff to cover, and we mean a lot of
1: stuff, so we should just jump right into it. Let's go ahead. We're going to start with Tasty Trailers.
0: Tasty. Tasty. Tasty.
1: Trailer. Trailer. Mm, that's good. That's real good. Roaring right out of the gate, first off, we've got the new trailer for Ford v Ferrari. It drops November 15th and it's directed by James Mangold, starring Matt Damon, Christian Bell, Katrina Balfe, and John Bernthal. Matt Damon. That's (laughs) my reference to to Team America. What are you gonna see in this movie? Automobile magnets Henry Ford II and Lee Iacocca dispatch a team of engineers and designers to build a car to race against the Ferrari at the 1966 Le Mans.
0: Oh boy, Engines roaring, out the gate, with cars. Because I, I know so much about cars. Fast cars, quick cars,
1: the cars with the the Hemi.
0: That thing got a Hemi? It's got a V6. Uh, okay, what do what you think, Ian? What, what's your first impressions of Ford versus Ferrari? My first impressions of Ford versus Ferrari is that it is
1: 120% Oscar bait. It's just Fucking they, they they like put a little Oscar sauce on the top, they you know they put a little Oscar like platter underneath it and then they did like a little bed of lettuce because you have to have some greens too. You have essentially two white male underdogs in a historical setting going to go do the impossible thing. This is just Oscar fucking bait. <laughs>
0: They're like white males? What? Oscar baiting. What? Oscar? Oscar yeah, in the histories? What? Oscar. Matt, Matt Damon Christian Bell. <laughs> Oscar's, Oscar Oscar is sad but it, it is true <laughs> it, it is very true uh yeah for sure I didn't, I don't know much about this um, historical event. I, you know, the trailer looked really cool. I, I, I kind of want to know about who wins. I'm sure everyone knows. <laughs> like, it's probably somewhere if we Googled it. Right, yeah, like, I, 1966, yeah, I, I re- Le Mans. I refuse to Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck it. No spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. Do not tell me who wins this race <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about two big corporations in the limelight like this. But I'm sure there's a story with character and heart. You got two decent actors, Christian Bale being a little bit more than decent. Uh, so Matt Damon as well. Matt Damon does some pretty good work. They've proven themselves they've proven a few them times. Work. Yeah, they've proven their worth. <laughs> so the two podcasters, they're, they they have yeah. some worth, They're I guess. okay, yeah. They're <laughs> not too many th- licks but they're you know they're doing okay for they're themselves. getting there one yeah, day yeah yeah uh yeah, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. It, it seemed like it could be a lot of fun. It's not. Doesn't seem like it will be too heavy. But we know that it's going to be a lot of stress, anxiety-inducing moments about getting this out of the way and 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 the corporation like telling Matt Damon's character like, "Hey, you need to figure this the fuck out, or it's your ass." <laughs> and he's sure. Like, yeah. All right. I got ninety days to make a fort faster than the Ferrari. Which, if you're a car enthusiast, is a crazy thing to do. Apparently, <laughs> Forts it was are not at least fast. unprecedented. In- in the 60s i guess right I, i'm willing to bet uh, that the ford wins or it doesn't win and he walks out of the car towards the finish line with his head held high and he's still a champion right i call it the cool runnins effect <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> i
1: think you're i think you're right though i it's something that I think is going to be a bigger focus. I think they play up the business aspect in mm-hmm. the trailer. I think a bigger focus that we only see a glimpse of is going to be a little bit more of the Christian Bale family son dynamic because the trailer starts with him sitting next to his son and then there's obviously a lot of peril whenever you're testing new vehicles. So right. we see we see some pretty spectacular, cool-looking crashes, yeah. too. Maybe this dude crashes and dies. I think he does because there is... There is oh, I don't... <laughs> The, he may die. The scene that know. I saw, he didn't die because he definitely <laughs> walks out like covered in ash. Right. So his car definitely explodes. We didn't did Google
0: this. We don't know. No, spoilers. No, <laughs> spoilers. Snape dies. Yeah, no, that would be really cool to focus on that. This high thing that's happening in the background and you have the central focus just be on his son, I believe, and his family and how he's got to do this for his family and how he's an underdog and how he's just one hell of a racer.
1: And I, well, I also think that James Mangold's past work is sort of a, in an in, in indicator in where the heart of the story may lie. Uh, he's fucking killing us right now. He, he is, he is. Right. Uh, he did Logan three tend to Yuma, girl interrupted. And especially with Logan, I think that's a pretty good indicator that yes, there's like the business part of things that like in Logan's case, the military folk, but it's really about the family dynamics right. that are happening and emerging. Right. And
0: I think that he's, he's smart enough to know that that will be the more compelling part of the story. Absolutely. Yep. You know, they say, you know, they say four versus Ferrari, if you can't stand the heat, You need to get out of the kitchen. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. Yeah, that's our next trailer. The Kitchen, it comes out August 9th of this year, y'all. It's directed by Andrea Berloff. Uh, starring Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth Moss, and Common. That's right. The rapper Common. Turn he's, actor. He's doing some stuff, man. He's been around for a hot minute, yeah, like, the is. past five, ten yeah, years. Yeah, he's not only busting out sick bars, but he's also acting sick bars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay>. uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry I couldn't help.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, like, yeah I fell into You sent me the pass, and I just sort of fumbled. Yeah, I was like, yeah, ah, yeah, I don't
0: know. You just let me a high drop. Alright. (laughs) so uh i'm not gonna leave you high and dry i'm gonna tell you the synopsis the wives of new york gangsters in hell's kitchen in the 1970s continue to operate their husbands rackets after they're locked up in prison and this is also adapted by a vertical comic titled the same name the kitchen boy this took me by surprise this is one that wasn't initially on our docket and outline but then we saw it um and it the first like maybe 30 seconds, I'm like, I don't know. And then it builds up and it builds up and you start to become engaged with this story that this trailer is trying to convey. Melissa McCarthy, I will say, is a standout in this. In that she's doing some fucking fantastic acting, at least from the clips that I've seen. I don't know about the entire movie. She can string together a cohesive character throughout, but she's been doing it. She's we know she's capable of doing it. There's one scene where her her daughter is like, "Mommy, you look great," and he's like, "Yeah, okay, like <laughs> I look great, but you know, pretty is just a tool." And she's like, "For what? To get what you want?" And he's like, "Well, what do you want, mommy?" And it's just like it was so chilling. And I was like, "Damn, you gangster as hell." And yep, it's just like yep. eating your steak and it's like mm, yeah i'm gonna fucking get it you know what do you think i think it looks really good i think i
1: i would totally agree with the assessment that melissa mccarthy looks like she is killing it i think part of the reason she stands out so much is she is so commonly associated with screwball goofy comedies that either hit or miss the mark you know she's had in that respect a, a little bit of a fluctuation in terms of quality but this looks like she's spot on tiffany haddish looks like she's fucking killing it elizabeth moss Scares me a little bit. There's, yeah. I think she's going to end up she's being like a dissociative,
0: like, like sociopath one. Yeah, yeah. I think she's probably going to be the one to like get them all fucked up. Yeah, like, like she's going to be yeah. the
1: one that like they're like, what? Why would you do that? And she's right. like, I was there. And it's right. like, N- no,
0: I, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I a dog chasing cars. They definitely carved out the characters in this trailer. You kind of know exactly what they're about. Yeah. Right. Again,
1: great, great trailer making because it was snappy. It's got this energy, but also this. Sort of menace to it, and by the end of the trailer, you know who each one of them is a little bit.
0: For fucking sure, you absolutely do. New York is must be the most dangerous place on earth because you always get these sorts taking place in New York. Well, and in it's L's funny. Tidget. It's
1: funny you say that because there are multiple times. And I think even once in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they reference New York 20, 30 years ago. And right. one, someone even says like,
0: yeah, it was basically the purge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's hilarious. And you know, Common's out there. He's being Common. He's
1: a police guy. He's, being a, he's yeah. doing the
0: detecting. He's police Common. Police Common. <laughs> yeah. I hope his name is actually Commonist. <laughs> from now on. Detective Common. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's up? Yeah, what's good? It's me, I'm a detective now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all in all, I think this is a pleasant surprise and great that comic books are getting adapted. Not every comic book adaptation needs to be a superhero film. Um, I will
1: say that when I saw the DC brand stamp in the early, like right when the trailer starts, I got a little nervous. I was like, oh man, but no, this looks good. It does look good. Yeah. Cause it's not like a DCEU movie, but that that was my concern was that it was.
0: Yeah, that that, that does cause some concern, but luckily, you know, people and filmmakers are starting to see other comics in different light. Not everything is a hero and villain and, you know, Cape Crusader type deal. I mean, one of the best adaptations that we know of, Road to Perdition, uh, which came out in two, 2002, which really set the mark for, you know, graphic novels being adapted. And, and they are that graphic novels.
1: See, and that's wild. I had no idea that Road to Perdition was a, a graphic novel originally. That's fucking cool.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's really some really cool stuff. And well, we can't wait to see the kitchen. But that uh, brings us to our our next movie, which um, is going to be very hard to segue into, but uh, fuck it. And you know, what's the next movie?
1: <laughs> the next movie, my friends. Oh, I fa- Ben, That's I found up. the segue. Okay. I dug in the trunk. Okay. I went, I like reorganized. I got a bunch, I Marie Kondo'd some shit. I think I got the segue. I'm here for it. Looks like there's going to be a lot of hardships in the kitchen. And through hardships, we get to the stars. Now this is going to make what? sense. in so just a sec, just okay, a sec. Okay, The next film we're covering, friends, is Ad Astra. Whoop. And Ad Astra is directed by James Gray, starring Brad Pitt, Ruth Negga, Tommy Lee Jones, Jamie Kennedy, and Donald Sutherland. In this film, a man journeys across a lawless solar system to find his missing father a renegade scientist who poses a threat to humanity. So I just want to touch on this real quick because this is my segue, and I wanted to talk about it anyway. Ad Astra is part of a Latin phrase. The Latin phrase, I'm not gonna say because I'm gonna butcher it, but translated into English is, through hardship to the stars. Wow, look
0: what he did there, full circle, bam! (laughs)
1: And I wanted to touch on that in particular because it looks like this film is gonna be kind of fucking bonkers. It looks like a grounded sci-fi. We see, I think it's a, on the moon. Like they're in the moon rovers and they're shooting guns at each other and there are missiles going off. But it doesn't look like lasery or anything. It looks like a grounded. It that that was one moment that stuck out particularly to me in the trailer. Ben, what have you? What
0: what caught your eye watching this trailer? That's how fucking Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt look alike. <laughs> like how crazy that is. Who That casting was fucking brilliant. Who would have thought? Yeah, no, I am all about Fucking space (laughs) and movies that take place in space. There are a lot of questions that I still need to, that I would like to be answered. So many questions. Uh, Which is, I guess, a mark of a great trailer. It still left a great deal of mystery. I don't know how Tommy Lee Jones, what exactly he's doing, what that project that he was working on, how that will affect human life. It's crazy. Why do we need it to begin with? Is the world in peril and this is an important mission? Is it almost like interstellar almost in in certain ways? I have so many questions. It looks great. Brad Pitt looks like he's doing some fantastic work, which is always fun to see. The special effects, first and foremost. They look super fucking cool. They look clean as fuck. Those Mm -hmm. spaceships, Mm. the, the inside, the outside, the moon. I'm like, I'm here for it. And hopefully there's some fucking badass science hopefully they're purist about it as well which I love it when a movie really digs deep and like they know there's no sound in space there's the other things you know how fast can one go what's the velocity blah 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 when re entering I want all that to be well and they
1: sort, yeah. they sort of nod to that a little bit in yeah. the very opening moments you see Brad Pitt at some sort of space station doing maintenance outside and he looks up like he sees flashes on his visor in reflections and he looks up and you see like parts of the space station exploding with no Sound. Awesome. And then for dramatic effect, they do like. Right, like, yeah, right. For the third explosion, you know?
0: Yeah, because I think. Actual science is far more amazing and cool, cooler than anything that Hollywood could come up with. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, reality is already fucking trippy enough. Truth right. is stranger than fiction sometimes, exactly. you know? Yeah. Which is what I loved about Interstellar and the black hole. Gargantua was phenomenal. But that's a different movie. We're talking about Ad Astra right now and how amazing that looks. It, you know what? It kind of reminded me in many ways with similar elements to Lucy in the Sky with, um... Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, Natalie Portman. yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a different take. It's a different type of movie.
1: So something that I think is going to be indicative of where we can expect this movie to go is the past work of the director, James Gray. He's worked on... Movies, for going on 20-something years now, but one that really stood out to me was The Lost City of Z. So he's kind of obsessed with this idea that there are far superior or advanced civilizations. The Lost City of Z is a little more grounded because it's set back in a period on Earth where there wasn't a lot of technology and it has to do with an advanced civilization living in the Amazon. But I think that we're going to see a little bit of that in this film because... Tommy Lee Jones is missing. Why? Because he was part of this fucking weirdo project to find intelligent life out there. And then he disappeared after 15 years, which is a long time to be in space on a thing. Like, there's a, like you said, Ben, there's so many fucking questions, but so I think we're going to see it will purportedly, according to one quote that was pulled from The Independent, it will challenge the nature of human existence
0: and our place in the cosmos, quote unquote. Oh boy. So there's definitely. Going to be some aliens in this. I Perhaps think toward so. the tail in probably like the last fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> some and, and maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be more present than we think, and that's why Tommy Lee Jones is doing whatever experiments are potentially threatening life in the solar
0: system, or blah 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 right. blah, blah blah. Oh, so this is gonna be a brain buster. Yeah. So Lucy in the sky doesn't have a release date we just know it's going to be released this year so potentially we could have two really awesome movies that take place in space but uh yeah probably not a lot of black people (laughs) Yeah. um, Maybe it'll be like the last black person in space. Which leads us to our next movie, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Comes out June the 7th, directed by Joe Talbot. Starring Jimmy Fails, Jonathan Majors, Tashina Arnold, Danny Glover, and Rob Morgan. A young man searches for a home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind. This is an important movie, because I'm sure none of you probably have heard about it. Which is not good but we're here to push it forward in the limelight to all 28 of you uh, uh, uh we want you to see this movie this movie looks great it's coming out this weekend we we can't stress this enough It looks absolutely brilliant. So much is going on, gentrification, racial dynamics, um, what it's like to not to be kicked out of one's home, come back and be like, no, this is where I lived and still be told like, no, this is not the place that you remember. It seems like it's gonna tug at your heartstrings and what a fantastic trailer. Ian pointed out that there were two themes and moods in the trailers. One beginning was very joyful and very awe-inspiring and curious and then like halfway through the the mood changes and it's not out of place and then, and then you hear this song so you're going to San Francisco and Oh, my God. There's just so much. The, the I don't want to take everything away. Ian, tell, tell people about this movie and tell them why they should see it. So there
1: are so many reasons to see it, aside from just the fact that this will be a great film and the social critiques and explorations that will be present and are already present in a trailer that tells a beautiful story in and of itself in such a compact and powerful way. Primary reason number one, though, we want... To see more stories like this, these stories, there need to be more stories like this. And this is a small independent film that's getting a limited release. So if you get the chance after you hear this podcast, look up where the last black man in San Francisco is playing and go fucking see it so that we get more stories like this. Second of all, you got to see this film because it just looks masterful. The studio A24 that's releasing it, they just tell so many, so many different stories. And that's why they're killing in the fucking game because they they just let artists do their thing and run with it. They love filmmakers and you can tell that they love filmmakers and you can tell that filmmakers love working for A24 because each film seems to have such a distinct voice. The lighting in this film is incredible there are bold choices as you said Ben the the film starts with this joyous feeling of returning home and and seeing all of these memories from childhood and then it shifts so abruptly and reminds you that San Francisco has its problems it is gentrified and it is Pushing out people of color and lower income folks, even, and it's this sort of defiant, beautiful thing that this is my it's sort of you know what it reminds me of now that I come it comes it just jumps to mind. It takes me back to sort of those Dust Bowl Great Recession stories where the bank comes to reclaim the home and the farmer's like, Nope, I lived here, I grew up here, yep. I'm gonna fucking die here. Yep. And it's that it's that innate sense that this like, you can't take this away from me just because you have more money. This this is mine. I have something here, and you just, you don't. Ah, right. uh, It looks That's so, so good. fucking good. It premiered at Sundance, and it's already got insanely rave reviews. Ha! Huh, it looks so good! Why haven't we heard about this film, I Ben?
0: I don't know. I, I will tell you this. If you don't believe us right now and you're like, well, I don't know, I'm gonna see this as limited release. I mean like, I'll well, waste my money and see this. Watch the fucking trailer. Yeah. Then holler back and let us know. I defy- <laughs> like- I defy you to not try to find this film once
1: you've watched the trailer. I've posted it on Twitter and Facebook. If you follow me or friended me or whatever, look it up there or just fucking YouTube it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Watch this movie. We want to watch this movie. This is one on our radar to watch and then review as well. Because fucking God, it, it comes out this weekend. No pressure, but pressure. Go and see it. <laughs> Under pressure.
1: Yeah, no, this this movie's gonna be a fucking golden goose, a golden bird, if you will. Right. Which brings us to our next film. Uh-oh. The Goldfinch! And I shouldn't sound so, like, jokingly when I talk about this film. This film's going to be pretty sad, I bet. The Goldfinch comes out September 13th, and it's directed by John Crowley, starring Ansel Elgort, Nicole Kidman, Jeffrey Wright, Sarah Paulson, and Ashley Cummings. A boy in New York is taken in by a wealthy Upper East Side family after his mother is killed in a bombing at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Woo! Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah some really two. good trailers this week.
1: Oh, man, some really good trailers and what's more like two heartbreaking stories that we
0: decided to cover back right. to back. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that you know, well, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the chips fall where they may, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs>
1: Holy, this is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel. It I I don't know much about the story. I have not read the book. It seems to be a sort of coming of age story or like a a, a life encapsulated if you will about this young man who lost his mother and he's trying to grow and live with that trauma and that loss. I, yeah.
0: Ben what did you see? Yeah it's definitely what it seems to look like PTSD might embody and encapsulate. I mean as a child dealing with that trauma and, and having to relive it every day. It looks like time is being played with as well which i'm sure the trauma has something to do with as well which is a great allusion to that that's a great catch Yeah. yeah in and out of time you just never know where you are sometimes with that things get crazy sometimes things are nice sometimes things are beautiful and then you're right back in the thick of things you're right there when something dramatic has happened and you don't know what to do and yeah the music was talk about music and trailers cool. oh god back to back the going to San Francisco and then this fucking song beautiful that is how you, you 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 string together and edit a trailer because you felt it you felt it in 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 the deepest pit of your core you you just you couldn't help but watch and Try to understand what, exactly what's going on. Now, it is a tad bit, somewhat a tad bit overwhelming because you're like, wait, I don't understand so much, but that's the mark of a great trailer. It, it's giving you something, but it also wants you to to ask those questions. And hopefully those questions are answered and sometimes they won't be. But I will tell you this, this is how it's done. This is brilliant. And, and it gave us enough, it gleamed enough light on exactly what is going on in the story to, to, to have you enticed and, and to get you to buy that ticket to see the Goldfinch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry,
1: fuck. Um, oh, these these two movies back to back again. Lighting is so key in telling a story if it's done well. That's cinematography at its best. And one of my favorite shots it comes in the very very opening parts of this trailer. You see Ansel Elgort's character lay down, and on one side you have these very very warm soft red light on one side of his head, and then just like this deep navy blue light on the other side of his pillow, like two sides like and it's natural it feels like it's natural it's natural lighting it's not something trippy it's just really good storytelling that like holy shit this struggle between walking to the light and staying positive or coping well and then like the deep blue of depression and struggling and struggling whoa The filmmakers are killing it this week in their yeah. movie trailers.
0: They're killing it. Yeah, this it makes you proud to be, like, a cinema buff, just a, a cinephile, or just a fucking lover of movies in general. Like, this is puts a smile on your face. You know, one week we get Ram- Rambo and the, <laughs> the last old fuck, and then this week we get, like, beautiful films. You know, we just got Gotta take the good with the bad, gotta I guess. Gotta take the good with the bad. Rambo could be good. Rambo could be go- good, and, you know, I do
1: like Old Town Road. Yeah, so. right. they, they did hug me with that a little bit. They did, but. You,
0: know, you know. But anyway, yeah, I think that about covers tasty trailers. That leads us to our next segment, y'all. Flix News. This just in. Extra extra read all about it. Flix News. Somebody once
1: told me that they're rebooting Shrek. And what?
0: <laughs> Wait, they're <what>? rebooting Shrek? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess this let's kick off Flix News folks. Right, here we here fucking we go. go doing them. this again. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Dreamworks has announced that they're rebooting Shrek with the original voice cast. <laughs> what? That? I'm so confused. Like, I just, it's okay, and I I looked into this a little bit, you know, but not too much a bit because they're rebooting Shrek. (laughs) I looked into this a little bit, and the studios have tapped Chris... Millodanry, the man behind despicable me he owns illumination studios they're doing like the secret life of pets, blah 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 oh this is this has been something that's been speculated for a hot minute, and people were wondering, is it going to be a Shrek five or is it going to be a Shrek reboot? <sighs> It at least seems to be heading in the reboot direction. I don't think it's 100% confirmed, but Melodandre is on record saying that he wants to do the reboot. He thinks that it'll work better. Comcast bought DreamWorks in 2016, and they've been pushing for something like this because they know the bankability of Shrek, and they want to reintroduce Shrek to new audiences, like younger moviegoers. And I I guess that's hard to do with a sequel, but a reboot?
0: No, it's not hard to do with a sequel at all they're making it's the fourth toy story fucking film yeah exactly yes right exactly thank you this is dumb this is dumb 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 this is makes no sense financially or logistically at all at all you already have strict why okay First of all, you, you reboot it, fine. You tell me you're going to reboot it, boot it, whatever, okay, whatever, fine. Maybe you'll make it into the television series. I don't fucking know. And then you tell me there's the same voice cast. Like, what? Then why reboot it? It's, uh, it's
1: <laughs> so So here, here's here's what's dangerous that I think. Because he's in an interview with Variety. Chris says... Chris and I are on first name basis now. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you look back on those vocal performances, they're awesome. And while you certainly could make a case for a complete reinvention, I find myself responding to my own nostalgic feelings of wanting to go back to those
0: characterizations.
1: What? If you're doing the reboot, you need to let go of nostalgia.
0: This guy's dumb. I'm, I, <laughs> everything about this is just dumb you know you have some things in life where you read about it and you're like oh wait why but this is one of those things when you read about it you lose IQ points
1: you you get
0: I you get dumb, dumb angry yeah, like I, i'm I, yeah. i'm dangry just covering this I'm makes angry. me more like crazy and just i guess crazier see i my english is even bad right now this is it's bad worse speaking usually is. when bad you speaking. talk speaking more bad track. more i am more dumb now <laughs> <laughs> i am more dumb now <laughs> I want I
1: I want to amend my statement that you need to let go of nostalgia when you're doing a reboot. You need a little bit of nostalgia, but you need to be able to take risks and do something daring. And bringing back the original cast... I guess that's daring in a, on the other end of the spectrum?
0: That's the stupidest shit I... You, yeah, you need to sprinkle in nostalgia like salt-based sprinkles on salt, you know? So, like, yeah. like, sprinkle a little bit nostalgia right here. Y- y- you don't... A little uh, bit of flavor. This is so dumb. I think we just move on because I, I, yeah, my ass there's is not itching. much. there's not much more to be said. Yeah, this is giving me hemorrhoids. Um... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that one's for you. <laughs> um... Next bit of news, which is really cool and not dumb, (laughs) the antithesis of what we just read, Barry Jenkins is going to direct an Alvin Ailey movie for Fox Searchlight. Now, in case you're like, who is that? Well, you should know, Alvin Ailey... Born January 5th, 1931, and died December 1st, 1989. And he was, of course, a black activist who founded Alvin Ailey's American Dance Theater and the Ailey School in New York City. Now, if you don't know about him, you should know that he's credited for popularizing modern dance and revolutionizing African-American participation in the 20th century concert dance. This man was a fucking legend, and it's... Also kind of sad because at the time, he was very closeted and secretive about his sexuality, him being a homosexual African-American. It was so bad that Ailey kept his life as a dancer a secret from his mother for two years. And also, when, when he died, he told the doctors to spare his mother from the stigma of his death from having HIV and AIDS at the time, and asked his doctor to announce that he had died of terminal blood disease. So, a uh, terminal blood disease... Which is really sad. It's very sad and technically true. Yeah, it's technically true, but it it will be a really cool look at his life. This guy was. Fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight, he's on a tear right now. He also did Beale Street. If yep. Beale Street could talk, I can't wait to see this because I think the world needs to know more about Alvin Ailey and his contribution to African American history and culture and dance in general, and also the sadness in his life. So, there's so, it's so much to take from this. It's going to be hopefully Oscar worthy. Ben. Yeah. Yes, ben. Of course. It will be. Yeah, I was
1: about. Uh, hopefully,
0: it's Barry Jenkins directing, <laughs> and, you, and you got a biopic
1: about with, one of the most formative yeah. artists in American history. Yeah, yeah right. The, yeah, this, for sure. This is fucking. If this isn't on the ballot, if this isn't, if this isn't even on.
0: The fucking ballot. Oscars are canceled for the twelfth time in a row. Yeah, you got Fosse and you have Ailey. So I mean, these are two groundbreaking, yeah, dance performers. And more people know about Fosse than they do Ailey, and that's sad. And you're gonna learn about it because Barry Jenkins is bringing it home. That's right. Oh, I love this black excellence. Ian, your thoughts on this? You you hear this about this prolific human being, this African American male who had a lot of struggle and, and overcame what he had to overcome to to, to make dance prevalent. Uh, what do you feel about this? potentially being a movie. I I am so fucking excited because I don't
1: mind admitting this. I don't know enough about the dance world and I had never heard of Alvin Ailey before this news broke. So I'm excited... Again, I love I love stories that we haven't heard before, and this is a fucking true story about a man who revolutionized a person who revolutionized one of the most demanding art forms. Holy shit, dance! I I also love a good fucking ballet dance centric movie, just because it is something that we so rarely shed a light on, and it's so often seen as just being dainty or superfluous. But these performers, these artists, go through so fucking much just for their craft just for you to fucking snicker and say like oh they wear the funny shoes like fuck off no this shit i think first of all i love cinematography when it's done well and blended with dance i think we're gonna get some fucking epic awesome shots and this, this, this story is going to be a heartbreaker. I can already tell.
0: Yeah, and this story couldn't drop any time sooner, especially with it being Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Woo! Go out and see this. Go out and see this movie when it comes out and support, 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 because it's about goddamn time. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we go on to our next bit of news, Ian?
1: Let's. Let us venture forward. Yes, so next up in Flicks News... The Lion King movie adaptation apparently draws pretty heavily from the Broadway play. That's right, folks. We've covered this film no small number of times because we both love The Lion King and it's fucking a great story and it's pretty it's pretty bold that they're gonna do a live-action remake which is really just CGI lions and stuff, but I'm, I'm about it. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, take my money. It's fuck yeah, exactly. Take my money. It looks cool. The cast is fucking stellar. Director Jon Favreau spoke with Screen Rant and was talking about how the source material of the animated movie is so important, but the stage play did so much for the story that he felt like he needed to draw from that as well, specifically with the music. He's back working with Hans Zimmer again, which is probably the smart move. I don't see whom else you could get other than the person who helped write the music for both the original and the stage play. I think that's a solid bet. Oh, mama, I, I'm excited for this fucking film. We still don't know a lot about it, but I'm I'm excited every time I hear a little tidbit.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I would be intrigued to see if they secretively throw in They Live In You or He Lives In You, one of the songs from uh the Broadway musical. Thing, holy shit. That is such a good song I forget that it's not in the original No, it's in the second Lion King movie It's in the second? It's it's in the sequel So they took that from the sequel They added it to the Broadway version for, I guess would be essentially the first movie adaptation to the Broadway stage Yeah, They Live in You and He Lives in You, I believe, is in the sequel
1: Fuck, that's the one with Scar's
0: son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Oh, shit the sequel's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's got it deals with some pretty good
0: themes for a direct. Was it a direct to DVD movie? I think it was a direct to DVD A home movie. video movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had a, a, a wide release. But yeah, I, I would love that to be implemented. I, I guess they want that whole chorusy feel and you know that that live that live energy that you get from the Broadway musical. I'm here for it. Hell yeah! Are yeah. you kidding?
1: I, Holy shit!
0: Yeah. I, I, well, we don't know, we can neither confirm de- nor deny if that is going to be a song choice, but hopefully it is. I mean, they. If, if you have to take out Be Prepared, you can at least put in, like, one song from the musical. Yeah. That'd be great. Especially such a powerful song that... Our Shadowland would be great, too. Ooh. Shadowland. Fuck. The- <laughs> Yeah, it's a great song. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I'm sorry, my mind's like blown. I'm just over here adding nothing to the conversation other than like they might what? do it
0: because Beyonce can sing the shit out of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No! Queen Bey, oh shit. I'm pretty sure they, they had a list of the songs that are going to be in this, but you never know. It could be, they could be holding out. They could be holding out. No spoilers. No spoilers. They could definitely be holding out for those songs. And let's hope so. If you haven't seen the Broadway musical, do yourself a favor and try to check it out. It's never going to die. So I'm sh- They will always have that musical playing. So that, and maybe go check out Aladdin in Australia. If you're in Australia, Anthony Murphy's doing it. Hey, big shout out to Anthony Murphy. Hey, Hey. crushing the game. I think you're still in Australia. I don't know. He's out there doing his thing. And Lion King is also awesome. Check it out, guys. And I think, unless Ian, you have anything to add to this, we can move on to first issue. I ain't got no issue with that. Boom! It's a bird. It's a plane! Oh, no, 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 it's just First Issue! Onward to First Issue, our first topic of the day for First Issue. Dark Phoenix early reviews, not the worst X-Men, but far from the greatest reviews (laughs) from X-Men. Boy, so this seems to be a dumpster fire of a movie. Are you surprised? Can you wait to see it? Like how how eager are you to see Dark Phoenix after this news? I mean, probably about as eager
1: as I was to see it before the news. <laughs> If you're surprised, like, if you're like, oh, but really? Like, I don't, this, I don't know what you need for a reality check, but, duh! Like, I yeah. uh, oh, boy. I love, I found an article on this that I, I was, follow, I follow Lindsay Romain from Nerdist on Twitter. She's quite good at doing movie reviews. And she calls it a lifeless rather a plodding, lifeless, and generic superhero entry that feels more like a contract fulfillment than an actual movie. Damn, burn! I mean, and it it tracks, you know, like people signed up for first class and they probably were locked into a three film deal. And the thing is, you have such a, a stellar cast. You have so many heavy hitters in this cast and you just you
0: wrote them nothing and you have one of the best comic book source materials to 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 use and and you just trash it you tried this is your second time trying to do dark phoenix and you bombed how how You literally made the last stand again and it's terrible again i haven't seen it but that's what i'm hearing we can't wait to review it We'll let you know how much of a hot dumpster fire trash piece of shit it is. Because let me tell you, we're going to dunk all over this movie. (laughs) Probably. 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 I'm not going to lie. So just wait for anticipation on that. Hold
1: on. I I am so curious right now. I am. So X-Men The Last Stand says it's 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, if I can spell it correctly, sits at... 23 percent
0: oh boy you
1: had 13 years to learn how did you fuck
0: it up how Ah. do you
1: do worse the second time so
0: what movie do you think is worse hellboy or dark phoenix which one do you think (laughs) you haven't seen either but if you had to wager a guess if I had to wager a guess, I, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna say this. I should contextualize why I'm gonna say this. I think Dark Phoenix is worse because people have already invested some fucking time into this. Yeah. At least Hellboy, I can watch it and be like, all right. I watched one shitty movie with this new X Men trilogy. People have been watching since the First Class, which was good. It was like a dec- X-Men was decent X Men installation.
0: Very decent.
1: And then you know they did Apocalypse. They, that was a movie that was done. It was made and they published it and they put it in your eyeballs. <laughs> and it was not as good. She was just it, in it was a definite indifference to that movie. Def, it was yeah. Like,
0: okay, that's here.
1: And then you get Dark Phoenix and it, I get the feeling that everyone was just after Apocalypse so demoralized that they were like, F-
0: let's just Fucking wrap it up. Let's get it out of here. Like, fuck, do you think it was kind of like a slander to Disney? Like, let's make a shitty movie. And now, here, take the X-Men if you think you're so great. And that's conspiracy theorists. I I got my tinfoil hat on right now, but... I I, I... I will
1: fashion a tinfoil hat with you and sit here and say, that actually might not be too far off the mark. Like they had this in production and they found out about the Disney merger and how Marvel was going to take it away. So they're probably like, fuck it. I don't know. Like, let's just try to make one last thing. But holy shit. Holy, like, God, what a petty, stupid thing to do. Go out in a blaze of glory. Don't rage, rage against the dying of the light. Right.
0: Right. I mean, you got to think about it. The director said he was changing the ending because it reminded them too much of another ending so instead of having the big space battle well instead of having the battle in space they had the final battle on a train <laughs> on a train <laughs> yeah dog so they're like how how do i take this <laughs> grand scoping epic story with
1: this b- unbelievably climactic fucking ending oh i know i'll put it into the fucking blue line
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy so like maybe not so much a conspiracy theory after all I don't know. Wait, Ben, gimme... Next news, Ian, it's on you, Doc. I'm the next news, you're right. Because, again, uh, hemorrhoids.
1: (laughs) God, this news sucks too. What is with this week's... Ah, next in this piece of news... Iron Man fans petition to bring back Tony Stark after Avengers Endgame. Hashtag spoilers. Hashtag sorry. Hashtag stop the petitions.
0: No more petitions.
1: <laughs> you are, you are, I am going to start a petition to stop the petitions. Yeah. Yeah, guys, Tony Stark is dead. He's Fucking dead. Fucking deal with it. Yeah,
0: Holy shit. Yeah, that's called character development. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> In contractual agreements. <laughs> also yes he ain't coming back it's a wrap he
1: also have some fucking respect for robert downey jr he did this shit for like 11 years he can he can say that he's fucking done right and you should be like
0: okay good for you thank you thank Thank you. you thank you for the beautiful conclusion yeah turn those petitions into fucking thank yous you ungrateful sons of bitches i petition you to say thank you yeah that's how that works. We're starting right? a, a petition at Too Many Flicks for
1: the petitioners to say thank you. Fuck, now I actually have to start a petition. I have to figure out how to use change.org yep. yep. and start a petition. But here we are, folks. Here we are, scribing it
0: down. Yep. There it is. In action. Fuck this. This is democracy in action. <laughs> it is democracy. Yeah. And how about make a petition for like, I don't know, police brutality and other fucking things that matter. You know, abortion laws. How about make a fucking petition for that, you sons of bitches.
1: I I think that that is what upsets me so much is that stupid fanboys and girls crying about something not going their way in a fictional universe are invalidating what a petition is actually for, for enacting social change, for making the populace's voice heard, like you want women to have autonomy over their bodies, you start a petition for that. You don't start a petition because you're upset that Starfire's hair looks funny in the fucking DC live action thing.
0: How about you go fuck yourself? Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh, my God. This These petitions are out of control. Just the worst. Let's just uh, let's move on. Let's to- just keep sloughing through it. We yeah, got, this, I'm yeah. sorry. We're going to try to make this as best we can for you. Right, yeah. Okay, so uh, Robin Patterson's new Batman movie, rumored to include Robin. I don't like that title. I'd say Matt Reeves' Batman movie is rumored Mm. to have. Potentially Robin. I'm good without Robin. I'm gonna be completely for it with you up front. I don't think Robin's a great character. I think he's one of the worst characters in the DC Universe, period. Period. Come at me, bro. (laughs) I don't care if it's Dick Grayson. I don't care if it's that other motherfucker, whatever their names are. I don't Uh care if it's Bruce's son who apparently becomes Robin at certain point it's weird for a grown-ass man to be hanging out with a teenager in short shorts it's weird (laughs) it's weird it's creepy like let's let's call it what it is robin's dumb he's always been dumb and batman's so much better without him
1: okay i like this i like this indignation this rage i want to try to pitch something to you we're gonna see if i can't pitch you a robin that you like okay picture this Matt Reeves has made the film. Okay. And in the film, Batman shows up to stop a robbery. He's gonna bat bash the robber. But then this like small little shadow like sweeps across the screen and wha-bam, bang, boom. Like this little kid and, like impersonating Batman beats the shit out of someone. And Batman's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I I, I am the Batman. And are like, no, you're not the Batman. You're a fucking teenager. You need to do your schoolwork, and then Robin goes to college.
0: That, that's fine. That's great. That, I like that idea. I, I maybe okay. Maybe it also works too if Robin's like okay. So this Batman's gonna be what thirty? Apparently, maybe if Robin's like twenty. Maybe if their tint is a ten-year gap.
1: Sure, like you know? he's a young adult. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe he is like a college grad. Right. I think that might be a good way to do it. Is if there's a he's like a Batman fanatic and tries to impersonate him, and Batman's like, yeah.
0: listen, if you you're,
1: you're a, I'm not wearing hockey pads.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> And change up the outfit. You just you, Robin's best. And I say this, I don't like it when he's teamed up with Batman. I just don't. But I think Robin is at his best when he's at odds with Batman and he becomes his own character. A la Nightwing. Yeah. Those are pretty cool things. Or the Red Hood, those are pretty cool. Or a reincarnation incarnation of the Joker. <laughs> Batman's so weird. That is <laughs> so weird. But yeah, I I don't like this move, but if anyone can make it work, Matt Reeves can. He's a great director. We've sh- we've seen it with the apes movies. Like he probably can make it work. He probably has an idea how it can work. Work. Just I don't want to see that red, green, and yellow fucking suit and short shorts. It's ugly. I don't. It's ugly as fuck.
1: New fan theory: He puts Robin in those bright ass colors so everybody shoots at him <laughs> instead of Batman, who's like lurking I, in the shadows and I, all black and shit, like a ninja. I, I can fuck with that.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that for uh, a couple minutes about how bright that costume is <laughs> when Batman just like lurking in the back, like look at me, I'm Boy Wonder. Like what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Uh, That that concludes first issue, y'all. But like I said, last month I did it. I'm do it again this month, the first of every month. We'll talk Do about, it! Yeah, we'll talk about comic book um suggestions, something that you should be reading. And maybe one day we'll have guests to send in a recording of the comic books that they're reading and get you guys hooked on this. Like it's comic book industry is strong and it's going. We want to keep it strong. We don't want it like the 90s when it was like almost bankrupt. We want to keep it strong. If you love these movies, then respect the source material and read these comics. Now, since it's Pride Month, I want to talk about a comic that's really good I think you should all should check out it is called Batwoman Elegy by Greg Ruck and J.H. Williams III I'm gonna give you a little description and if it tickles your fancy go ahead and get it no actually get it do it this is a suggestion this is not a suggestion anymore it's command um, <laughs> You are compelled. You are compelled. Kate Kane became a vigilante after being dishonorably discharged from West Point for refusing to lie about her sexuality. In this gorgeous moody book, Williams' stunning art echoes Kate's pain and confusion as she battles the supervillain Alice, whose dark secrets will upend Kate's entire world. Oh, boy. In association with the Pride Month, this sounds fucking awesome. Please read this. Batwoman is a badass fucking hero and i love her i love her dichotomy with batman too much more than i love robin maybe we should get more batman and batwoman comic books that'd be fantastic that would and be our yeah absolutely and also there's a series that's coming out too on the cw i didn't quite care for the trailer but i'm sure it'll be awesome because batwoman is awesome and there's so much awesome source material to cover with that all right we're gonna go into netflix now boom boom netflix
1: now All right, gang, we've had your ear for a little bit now, but we're going to settle into this little Netflix Now corner where we're going to be talking about Always Be My Maybe. This film has been in the social media sphere since it dropped about a week or two ago. It A week ago, a week ago. (laughs) What? this film deserves every single bit of praise that it's receiving online and everywhere else it's directed by nanachka khan and it's starring ali wong randall park karen sony and michelle buteau as well as james sato just to name a few they are so many people that you will see in this film, including one big old cameo that I'm sure you've already spotted if you're up with the meme culture. This film does so much right, namely in that it subverts a lot of the rom-com sort of expectations. In the end, it still plays like an actual rom-com, but it feels fresh, the writing is good. Something that I love is that it doesn't feel like other American rom-coms because a lot of those rom-coms rely heavily on single camera shots and people sort of doing little funny improv things, essentially trying to make each other laugh when the camera cuts. And while there's a spot for that, there's something to be said about a story and dialogue that's just well written, and that's what this film does exceptionally well. Also, the soundtrack is fucking sick. Did you know that Randall Park could rap because i didn't know that randall park could fucking rap and i mean that he raps it's great you can tell that it's not a studio polished performance it is him on stage with a microphone at this nightclub doing a fucking rap and it's sick it feels great the movie moves at such a fast great pace and they're really 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 good at doing concise and subtle characterizations. My only critique, I have one tiny critique, and it is this. Some of the lighting could have been a little more dynamic. They could have made some more bold choices in some of their cinematography. There's one instance in particular that comes to mind that was a little jarring to me where Ali Wong's character is in the back of a car after a very emotional scene, and she's driving away, and it's dusk. It's pretty much night, and the light on her face is just generic, bland, and safe Comedy lighting. They could have made some dynamic choices there, especially since she is in a car passing a lot of light and other sources outside. And you could have made a little bit more of a statement, used a little bit more of the lighting to illustrate where her character is in that moment. Otherwise, though, a pretty exceptional film. Don't just let me, some obscure podcaster, be the one to inform your opinions. Go form your own. Go watch this film. It sits at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you needed that assurance that, oh no maybe this guy's an idiot and it's really not good other people think it's good too that's
0: right go do it go do the thing do it now make your dreams come true yesterday you said tomorrow yeah so just do it all right that brings us to our trivia segment do you want to know something that we don't know sure here comes the trivia here we go okay Okay. Alright, gang. We're here
1: with some trivia. We're gonna be looking at rom-com films today. Oh boy, joy of joys. Fall in love with some knowledge. Woo. Ben, you ready for this? Yep. That was give me a woo. Yeah, woo! There right. we oh, go the rom-com trivia.
0: Do ah. you want me to go first? I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. In pretty woman, which of the following is a rule Julia Roberts's character abides by? Never see the same man twice, never kiss on the mouth, never talk to strangers, never answer the phone after 10 p.m. Oh man, there are two of those that I believe to be true. Okay. Or
1: that like I I, I I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go with just because I think it would work better thematically, never see the same man twice.
0: It would work better thematically, but Is it's it wrong. Is it never kiss on the mouth? It's never kiss on the oh, mouth? I fucking knew it. It's never fuck. kiss on the mouth. Yeah, no, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad. Uh,
1: I figured it would like yeah. make the stakes of the drama like Richard Gere, whom ever be like, I have to see you again. They're like, fuck no. Like, right. but they no, make it. Down, whatever, fuck. Right, yeah, yeah. Fine, yup. okay. Yup. Oh, and one. Here we go. You ready, Ben? I'm ready, Ann. Why was Ryan Gosling <laughs> first considered for his role in The Notebook? <laughs> Oh, God. Was it that he's just that good? <laughs> was it that he was the director's dog walker and auditioned at his house? Was it that the director thought he's not that handsome and looked a bit nuts? Or was it that he's six feet tall? <laughs> I hope it's the third one Which one? The, I hope it's the third one The director thought he was not that handsome, handsome and looked a bit nuts Yeah, That is exactly it
0: Yeah. That is exactly
1: it He knew the director, the director called him over and was like Listen, you're not that handsome You're just like a regular guy, you're not cool wow. Also you look a bit nuts
0: Wow
1: <laughs> He told <laughs> that to his face yep. I was like, okay dude <laughs> I guess I'll do your fucking film Pine,
0: he Jesus, good, I love it. I love it. All right, I need, I need a redemption. Give me number two. Go What's ahead. number two? Uh, oh, also, one of us has. If one of us loses, we have to watch the international spy movie with Kevin James on Netflix and review it. Oh, That's right. Yeah. We did agree to that. What, what is it? I'm what is off it, to a bad what start. What is it called? Hold, hold on. No. It's called. It's called True Memoirs of an International Assassin. <laughs> Yeah, one of us has to watch that. Yeah, oh. okay, yeah,
1: yeah. He, yeah. he puts these stakes into the game when he's one point up. Okay, I see it. We, Fine. we discussed okay. it before. Yeah, but now I'm regretting it. So <laughs> give me question
0: two. Fuck. Okay, yeah, it's totally unfair. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Henry Roth in 51st Dates realizes that Lucy was involved in a traumatic accident while going to do what with her father? Shop for a new car, pick a pineapple for his birthday, watch the sunset before going to college or playing golf. I'm gonna say the pineapple one. You're correct. Yes. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah! I've never
1: seen it, but I knew that like they're on a beach in the fucking yep. poster. I was you like, it's correct. gotta be a gotta be a tropical. You are
0: correct. Fantastic.
1: Woo! All right. One. Now I need now I need to see if I can stump you. I need to throw you a stumper. Okay. David O. Russell wrote Silver Linings Playbook and originally wanted which two actors to play the leads Keanu Reeves and Alicia Vikander, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel and Vince Vaughn, Chris Pine and Miley Cyrus, or Zachary Quinto and Kristen Bell. Damn
0: it, Ian, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Here we right. go. It's stakes now. Okay. Uh, I want to say Vince Vaughn. Okay. I'm going to go with Vince Vaughn. Fuck!
1: Yes! That was good. You got it. Zoe Deschanel and Vince Vaughn are yeah, I who totally he originally
0: wrote yeah. those parts for. I can see that happening. All right, you ready for your next one? I'm ready, I'm ready. So your last one. I know, I gotta do this shit. In Sleepless in Seattle, Tom Hanks moves to Seattle from what city? Chicago, New York, Boston, or Philadelphia? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Moves to Seattle from what city?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, he's definitely in Seattle. Yeah. He can't
0: sleep. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say New York seems too obvious mm-hmm. Or is it just obvious enough? <laughs> when was Sleepless in Seattle
0: released? Oh god
1: Were people burnt out on New York by then? People burnt out on New York by now? <laughs> Sorry, that's not a dig at you, New York I'm just saying, like, every fucking movie You just have to be somewhere in it It was released in 93 <sighs>
0: I'm 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 gonna go with New York. Fuck it. It was actually in this city, the great city of Chicago.
1: Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I knew it. I like felt it in my bones. I was <laughs> like New York's too obvious.
0: <laughs> but that sounds like something in the '90s would do for sure. Absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, he's from New York. He moves to Seattle. Seattle. It's a different culture. He meets Fraser Crane. can right.
1: sleep. <laughs> There's
0: rain everywhere. Okay. Um, Fuck. I guess Ian's watching the memoirs, True Memoirs of In- International Assassin. He's gonna give us a review and he's gonna rate it for next week. Da, 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 da. Oh no! Give <laughs> me the last question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even. Yeah. You want my last question? Sure. Give it to me. Uh, uh, uh. What is memoirs? No,
0: it's only fair because I've watched Hellboy. <laughs> I know, but you like, yeah, you're right. Because I like shitty movies. movies. Yeah, fuck. I do. Okay, but Hellboy is really bad though. Yeah, I know. It was. I'm you, sorry. It's okay. It's what we do. We t- we watch all the flicks so they don't have to.
1: <laughs> fuck. <laughs> God, we bear this burden for you. Right. Ben, mm-hmm. which of these romantic films ended up becoming one of the highest grossing and most profitable films of all time? <laughs> Was it The Bodyguard? Was it There's Something About Mary? Was it My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Or was it Pretty Woman? I'm sorry, I'm being a poor sport. Hold on! (laughs) Which of these romantic comedies ended up being one of the most profitable films of all time? Was it The Bodyguard? Was it There's Something About Mary? Or was it My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Or was it Pretty Woman? The Bodyguard. HA! It is my Big Fat Greek Wedding. That was
0: my second guess. Fuck, I should have gone yeah. with it.
1: On a budget of $5 million, they made 369 gross uh, the, the dollars. They're dirty gross the, dollars. The, the,
0: the, the, the music was fantastic, so I was like, ah, it has to be the bodyguard. But sure. But a new Big Fat Greek right.
1: Well, that <laughs> wraps up our trivia. That's it, baby. Now you got some new rom-com knowledge to douse on your friends. Yep, yep, yep. Well, with that, where can the people find me, Ian? My friends, you can find me on Twitter at babygotknack, Or you can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntiner, or you can find me crying in a corner as I wonder (laughs) why they made this Kevin James memoir, Kill Me Now movie.
0: (laughs) Ben, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at btjenkins91, and you can find me on Facebook, Ben Timothy Jenkins. And you can find Timothy Flix at at Too Timothy that's the number two, and an X at the end on any social media platform. And that wraps us up here, folks.
1: Thank you for joining us today. You, we hope that you. you got some news. We hope that you got some new films that you plan on seeing
0: in yep. the horizon. Yup, yup, yep. And And uh, you know what? We're too many flicks, and, and we watch all of the flicks. So that
1: you don't have to. You
0: don't, you don't have to
1: do it. You, you don't have you. to watch the memoirs of the assassin no. Jesse James, because you I have you. to do it. You got I you, you got you. T- bye bye, <sighs> yo. Bye bye. Bye.